and trains, and we're prepared for it with new techniques and new approaches. And as for our part, we feel that you're the best pieces of manpower available in this whole region. We're getting ready to have a live spectrum. What we were trying to say, you got to walk home, walk home, walk home. Welcome to the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. To reach Devin Wade with a question or comment, follow him on Twitter at Wadesword. Be a part of the group on Facebook by joining the Sports Talk with Devin Wade group or liking the page. Welcome to episode 29 of the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast on iTunes, TuneIn, and SoundCloud. So glad that you have found us. I hope that this is not your first time. And if it is, I certainly hope that it's not your last. On episode 29, the Silver Fox Kevin Allen is in the building and our thespian, Kalina Satuka, is in the building as well. Coming up in this episode, we are going to tackle some of the hot topics in and around the world of sports. In addition to that, we will have the Sports E segment and Ball in the Fallen. And before we let go, and before I go any further, I want to remind you guys, you can join me on the Sports Talk with Devin Wade page and group on Facebook. And you can tweet me at Wade's Word, W-A-D-E-S-W-O. O-R-D, and you can tweet Kevin Allen at Allen, Allen Ron 10. So that's A-L-L-E-N, A-L-L-E-N, the number 10, right? Did I get it right? No. Okay, go ahead. At Allen, Allen Ron 10. Uh, on Twitter. So you you have to come up with it. You, you're doing better. It used to You've be something else. saying it two yeah. years. And then, Kalina, how can we get in touch with you on Twitter? Because you are finally up on Twitter again. I am. I am on Twitter. I, but I could not find you. I, I couldn't. Well, because, you know, I'm not, to be frank, guys, I don't use Twitter that much, but you can find me on Instagram. I am so Cali, S-O-C-A-L-L-Y. So if you want to tweet her, tweet me and put her name in it, and I will definitely make sure she sees it, and then we will show her how important and how relevant. Oh. I'm, I, she, she's rebelling uh. against Twitter. I hate information. Oh, <laughs> I hate concise, clever thoughts from people all over the world. Oh. At a rapid pace. Yes, I do. 140 characters. That's rapid pace. That That's as uh, rapid as you can get. couple of things I want to remind you guys of. I'm coming up, I'm going to do my fantasy football league. Now, I know we, we'll talk about the boycott issue, and if you decide – to boycott we can we'll get into some of those things as well in addition to that but if you are if you're not going to boycott we want you to do the fantasy football thing if you are interested please tweet me or go to the facebook uh, the sports talk with devin wade d-e-v-a-n page and group so i'm sure you know that by now i'm so used to doing that on the radio show here in houston so we just got off the air and we had a very spirited conversation here on our local show in the city of houston uh with the silver fox kevin allen and the legend ralph cooper uh, but kev one of the things that we talked about and continue to talk about as we get closer to the kickoff of the nfl regular season is the boycott are you boycotting or are, are the people boycotting I'm starting to see more activity on social media. I'm not hearing it publicly yet. It seems like the wave is really, really sort of slowly building. Uh, These conversations are starting to take place more and more after a very tumultuous week here in the United States around race issues. Are you starting to see momentum gather? Are the storm clouds gathering for a boycott? No, I don't I don't think so as far as watching it on television. But the part that I'm lo- noticing is that people are going to watch those games. They're going to have to f- figure out another way of 
how they're going to get their message across. But as far as watching the games and, and boycotting stadium, things of that nature, I haven't seen anything. I can tell you this. The football season, is, it seems like there is a cloud hanging over the season. Because, again, if you think about it, even on some of the shows that you and I watch every day, much of the conversation is revolving around Colin Kaepernick around protesting. Not the boycott per se, but the 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 protesting. I think this is something like black Twitter and, and black social media is going to catch mainstream media by storm if this continues to gather momentum. I think this is something that will rapidly escalate in the coming weeks, the, the boycotting of the NFL. Now, again, I'm not going to boycott, and I said this all along. And what I did, and I think I have offended some people, but I don't I mean it is what it is. I mean, it is what it is. So basically what it is is if you are going to boycott, if you are going to go through the trouble saying, I am not watching the NFL, which is a tremendously symbolic thing. It's wonderful. But if you're going to do that, tell me what else you're going to do. I don't want to hear just about, oh, uh, you know, we are going to boycott and that's the end. Like, my job is, my work here is done. But what thing, else are you going to do? Martin Luther King and the Montgomery bus boycott, okay, they boycotted, but what else did they do? They did other things. They had other meetings behind the scenes. They put pressure on people to get it done. So if you are going to boycott, please tell me what else you're going to do. Because I think that, again, if you really want to affect change, the symbolism is one thing. But police departments around the country, law enforcement officials around the country are not going to care that black people are boycotting the NFL. But when you look at it that way, by boycotting, not watching the, the games and things of that nature, you have it where my, it's not the work is done, but what you have is that we're going to hit them in numbers. We're going to hit them in ratings. So when you, you say that what, what other plan are you going to have, it may not be the marching or things of that nature, but they said by me not watching the games and the ratings go down, we may hit them in the pocket with sponsorships, things like that. So when you look at, like you said, with MLK, they had a, a, a plan in place a, where so they had leaders. I guess that maybe that's my question. But, What's the plan here? But, but what you had were leaders that organized groups in order to do some things, but you don't have anyone organizing this to make a protest. So by doing it that way, we're going to hit them in numbers. And when you hit them in the pocket, things can change when you deal with the people with the money. Okay, so say we get Colin Kaepernick. This effort continues to get, I mean, it works. Or for whatever reason, he gets signed. What do you do with all of that energy? Where do you go from there? But his issue was not when they released him to do this to get me back in the NFL. He's gone on doing what he wanted to do in the beginning with some of the, the issues that he had as far as sending food out to other countries and doing his work that way. But his message was equality with pr police brutality and things like that. So now it's gotten to be where everyone is aware of it. Black people were aware of it. But now you have the white people where Michael Bennett stepped up and, and said. And I want to transition and I want to get into that. Yeah. But, well, so you're starting to see more players hop aboard the but, movement. But now what's beginning to happen, you're getting more white people involved. Now you're getting one or two in. Next week it's, it's another three or four. Once that starts happening, the message is getting more and more out there. These, You know, you have white people that haven't experienced the things that black people have have had to go through. So now they're like, okay, this guy's in the trenches with me every week and every day and we're in meetings. I'm going to support my brother here. 
So now you 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 see a, a different change. And, and, so and, later, and before we get yeah. to it, let me ask Kalina because I do want to get more into to that. Now, Kalina, I know that you are not as avid a sports fan as, as we are, but I know you are a football fan. I know you're yeah. a Texans fan. Yeah. And and I would talk Texans, but the Texans told me, <laughs> say, D-Way, keep my name out your mouth. I, and I can elaborate on that because there's some media stuff going on here in the city of Houston, and it seems like a certain segment of the media population aren't uh, aren't being respected or appreciated. But that's a that's a, a different subject. I'm waiting. I'm reserving before I unleash on on that particular topic. But being a football fan, what are your thoughts on the potential boycott? Are you just the kind of person like, yeah, you know, hey, guacamole and bean dip, <laughs> uh, it's football time? Or are you, uh, I mean, how deep is your passion for football? I enjoy watching football. If it's on, I will. I'm invested, and I will watch it. I may not turn it on if it's just me in the room. But this whole, you know, I have mixed feelings about the uh, the boycott as well because, again, I mean, I said this a couple of episodes ago. When we are trying to rally behind something that a man has done, we are not focusing on the thing that he is trying to stand up for. And so, if we if we're starting to boycott because the NFL has these rules that don't allow people to speak their mind and or he's being blackballed that's essentially what it, it and boils I, down and so i can't support i can't support a, a boycott about somebody being blackballed let's talk about what he's being blackballed for so if we're gonna boycott for that then let's boycott nfl for why he's being blackballed not him being blackballed the dude's gonna be all right um maybe i could be conv- i don't know it would be so hard for me to be, be convinced to to actually go ahead with a boycott because again I, you know there's several layers to it and obviously what i do what we have to, to pay attention until like maybe the phone calls stop coming for football maybe the, the emails and the fantasy stuff dries up and people don't want to participate we'll see if that happens and what happens if, you know, I don't watch no pre- any preseason or the first three or four games of the season and you look up in week six, he signed. Now would, does the season start there? So it's hard for me to, to boycott. But, again, I just ask that what are we really, really doing to affect change? So so we're taking on the NFL? No, what about the, the laws on the books and, and how people are policing African-American communities? That's, that's what we need to be talking about but i want to transition back to something that you said we we, now you're starting to see the participation of white players really supporting their black teammates justin Britt, he stood next to michael bennett and put his arm on his shoulder in support now he stood for the players while michael bennett sat but he held his hand over his heart but one hand the other hand was on michael bennett which i thought was a really really thoughtful a way of protesting. In addition to that, Chris Long did the same thing for Malcolm Jenkins, and Jenkins just held his right fist up, and so the, and Chris Long just had his hand on his shoulder. How do you think that affects the conversation and the narrative? When I look at that, you look at it, okay, my brother with the Colin Kaepernick deal for injustice or they're fighting for equality, and that's where we get to whites, most of them, we'll put it like that. When we look at it, don't go through what we go through. So he's like, okay, I understand this deal. I'm going to stand for for the National Anthem because of what it stands for, and it works for me. But I understand where he's coming from, where it doesn't work for them, and that's what the, the fight is for. Everyone has gotten away, and they're saying Colin Kaepernick. But Kaepernick's deal is this isn't equal. This is what I'm fighting for. We need some equality. 
And now the white people are beginning to step in and say, I understand because what they've been going through, we haven't. And I'm going to get off base a little bit to bring it back. I think the Charlottesville deal brought them closer to home now. Well, and I think that, the, you know, and, and that's now the, they understand that's that the, deal. That the, was, and sometimes, you know, the nation went through something and now they understand. And what going Colin, through something. Yeah, mm-hmm. now they understand what Colin's talking about and now they're like, hold on. Let's delve into that because, again, I, I mean, it's hard to ignore. We we are a sports podcast, no doubt about that. And, and I really didn't get into the issue that much on the air but what are your thoughts about the monument and all of the things that went on in charlottesville we'll step out of our bubble for a minute what what are your thoughts on the week that was here in the united states it was terrible it was bad you're moving a monument a statue now you really see the hatred that comes out and you know the the, the bad words that were, were were being chanted and things like that so that's the part well when when you look at it you say, hey, when Michael Bennett was saying, we need some white guys to step up now. And and they understood it. And the thing about it is the younger ones understand it. Those older white ones are setting their ways. They're not changing. But when you have the younger white ones step in, that message could hit a little bit stronger for the blacks. And see, this is what I've come to understand. And I, I really I see it for what it is. What you see in America right now is a change in demographic. And now you see people who are afraid. You see the majority population, a a portion of that population afraid that America is going to look different. Traditions will be different. Everything will be different. And there's a fear there. So now with that fear, you see anxiety. What is really, really difficult. And if you follow me on social media, you know that I am anti-Trump. And and I hate to even get there, but these times sort of obligate us to step out and say that. I'm anti-Trump, and I have been. I really don't think he's an ideologue. I think he's a, a, a fool, and I think that he plays, he knows how to exploit people. What he has done and what he continues to do is exploit those fears for his own personal gain. It's so unbelievable, and this is what I tried to tell people, and I got into passionate debates and arguments, really, and really disappointed by some of my African-American friends. I remember explicitly how people said, oh, well, Hillary's not that good either. It's the lesser of two evils. That's unbelievable. And you're starting to see things that are dangerous to our entire society. When you have people, you had a senator in Missouri or one of those states say that, oh, she can't wait for somebody to, to hurt or assassinate Trump. I would never do that. We can't get into that. And that we can't count, combat hate with hate. We have to learn. And the, the idea, the thing is, you think that we would have evolved. You think we're smarter people now. We have this history. We see where it, it got us. We see where we're going now and how things we know better. And you think the kindness and compassion would go with that. But there's a fear there. And I think for the next 50 to 100 years, as this country continues to be a minority majority, turn to a minority majority where all of the minority groups will be will outnumber white Americans, I think you'll see more of these factions based out of fear. Kalina, I want to get your thoughts on this as a performer. And you and I have had these kind of debates. And I think when we first met, you tried to you tried to divorce yourself from that reality because you you have a, a multicultural background. Well, not only background, but your environment, all your friends, you have you know as many people from as many cultures as anybody yeah. I know that you are really truly friends with. 
And I know that you try to say, well, I don't want to fall into this mindset of this fighting the power and fighting for black people and all that. But I think as time has gone on and you've had more encounters, negative encounters, you started to see some of the importance and some of the tangible things that are really going on out there. What are your thoughts about this week in the country? Yeah, it was devastating. And it really actually opened up a lot of conversations with all types of people. You know, just to be able to say to folks, you know, every on Monday morning, people were acting like nothing happened at my job. They were like, oh, hey, how's your weekend? So I put that on Facebook. You know, I've had a devastating weekend. I feel depressed and angry. But, you know, I have to say I had a great weekend. Thank you so much. And I've never gotten so many different phone calls, emails, texts, Facebook messages talking about people's stories and their lives concerning race, concerning history with all this, you know, uh, Confederate monuments coming down or not coming down. It is devastating. It has opened up conversations for me where I can give patience and grieve with people because certainly a lot of these folks that I'm having conversations with, they do not agree with me and I do not agree with them. Part of, but even though I don't agree with them, I am actively fighting what's hap- what happened on Saturday by listening to somebody I have an opposing view with and still loving them. And that's hard. And I think a lot of people don't want to do that right now. We live in a very Facebook or Twitter culture where we can just say something and dehumanize somebody. Well, see, what's changed or re- we've reverted back to is there used to be a middle ground. I don't I don't like Reagan. I don't like Reagan and I don't like you know, I don't like Jesse Jackson. I'm just throwing names out there. But there was a common ground where you check that and you leave it to the side. Now it's no middle ground to me. So that if we are opposed, we can't even converse. And I'm guilty of that right now. Because if you tell me right now that you are a Trump supporter, I don't. there's nothing you can really tell me. There's nothing we can talk about. Because you're not the kind of human being I even want to deal with. And that's maybe that's wrong of me. But if you are standing with him, look at what you are standing for. And that was before this week. That was before the election. So I agree with you about your views on that man. However, like that type of thinking, even though I understand your your feelings are valid, that type of thinking is the stuff that led to this the, the stuff that happened on on. But here's, here's the difference. When you had political discourse before, we had a common goal in mind. The common goal is how do we make our country great again? What he does on purpose, subconsciously, in code, he says, how do I make my country or I, not collectively our before white men and women? How do we make our country better to the exclusion of African-Americans and Hispanics and people from foreign countries. And again, he's not an ideologue. It's the Bannons of the world. It's the other people he's surrounded with. And he's just an, a, an exploiter and an opportunist and a, and really a, a psychotic, really, to be honest. He has problems. Because if you can sit there in that chair and you can go through all of this and a man resigns from your council, you say nothing really about the woman. Because we all know that Obama and past presidents would have been in Charlottesville to fit, to say, hey, I'm here, let's heal America. Anybody. I mean, that's almost like a job description. You heal America. That's part of the gig. And, and if you ignore that and one black man resigns from your council and you take shots at him on Twitter. To me, unlike, okay, so say if Mitt Romney would have beat Obama. Okay, I would have been very, very upset. And I would have disagreed vehemently with his policies. But the, his intent was still a common intent to make the country a better place. This is a fool. 
And if yeah. you stand with this fool, you are on purpose saying, I'm against your existence here in this country. And so there's no debate. There's no middle ground to listen to any of that. No, and I agree. Again, I 100% agree. But here's my thing. This uh, past week, I sat down with a family who happened to have supported Trump. And I looked them in the eye and I shut my mouth and I listened. I completely disagreed with him. But I can't sit and look somebody in the eye and dehumanize them by saying just shut them down. He rode a wave of fear and really anger into the White House. And I think you, we have to sit those people down and then get to somebody, even if it's another another Republican you can or, or conservative, who someone who has real different, and they may have different ideas. We can talk about the ideas, but not not this time. Well, not I'm this not, guy. but we're not talking. I'm not talking about ideas. I'm saying, does this person have value on this earth? And for me, they do. Even though them, I completely disagree. It's getting to a point where I don't. You better kiss me on the right day. I better have <laughs> had my coffee, Kev. I was not as depressed though overseeing these things in Charlottesville because I think we're older. We've seen more. And so Who's I think older? we, well, you, well, yeah, you, 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 yeah, you, speak for yourself. Hey, you walk with Frederick Douglass, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but, but I'm saying we've seen, we've experienced more and I think our expectations are lower of, of society. Well, when I look at that situation and when Trump was saying we have to make America great again, you have to look at the people that voted for him. And, and, so and, and, with this, when were we not great? But you know? the, yeah, and, <laughs> like, and when you look at it, they're beginning to get fed up with it because it's beginning to affect some of them, not all of them, not all, but it's beginning to affect some of them. That's why you have some are leaving, and and like you say, he's just I, I don't want to say a fool, you know, I don't want to use those kind of words, but. Uh, inflammatory. You know, yeah, he's just, you want to take the high road, but yeah. it, it, you almost, uh, you know. This but is, he's, he, he has some issues, and it's just, you know, and it's scary for America right now. And that's the problem. And, and, and on a lot of levels, not just there, but in North Korea. But but let's bring this back to sports. Bring so Durant, Kevin Durant says this week he would not go to the White House. LeBron, he says, this so-called president. I don't want to disgrace the office. I want to try to maintain the, 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 the reverence for that position. Because you want you you don't want if you just say that you know the president is nothing you 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 got to be careful about that because again in four years it may, it may be somebody that we support it may be somebody that we totally agree with you don't want the opposition saying oh although they're gonna be a friend of society that says that but uh, so you I, you want to try to maintain the reverence for the office if possible so I wouldn't ever say the so called president he is the president. Like it or not, this is what we wanted for ourselves as a country, at least through the Electoral College. So he is the president. But I get the sentiment behind what LeBron says. What do you think about Kevin Durant? I mean, it's not news that he can't. I mean, I don't think it was news, but for a superstar, probably the best player in the NBA right now to say that. But you, you, you it goes back to the Colin Kaepernick deal, you know, what you fight for. And he can say what he want to say, and he, he say, "Hey, I'm not going to the White House." And and I don't, I think most of my teammates they're not going because well, some of whole already, organization. Yeah, yeah, a lot of them have already come out and said that, "Hey, we're not going." So to me, and I mean, we're here on the podcast. He wasn't going to invite you anyway because you got too many blacks on the team. <laughs> so by you saying you're not going, I mean he he's like, okay, so what? They wasn't coming in here anyway, you know. That, so that that's just the way I feel. So now this leads me to reports that LeBron is leaving Cleveland for sure. And one of the reasons is because Dan Gilbert 
gave Trump $750,000 and his campaign $750,000. So I, LeBron is saying, I can't play for a guy like this. Well, that's a good move for LeBron because he was leaving anyway. Well, I didn't, well. You know, so that, that's, <laughs> Boy, that's, that's very that's cynical that, of yeah. you. That's yeah. very cynical of you to say, oh, it ain't about that. He was going anyway. He was leaving anyway. So, Oh, man, that's but cynical, that, man. But, that, but that, that's a good move for him. So when he leaves, you know, but he was going to get out of there anyway. But, that you know, LeBron is, is real smart. He's, he's sharp now. So 750000 to give to Trump. Brown was gone. Well, I mean, anyway. they gave a million, I know. Uh, that several owners gave, you know, a million. So he, he'll have to look hard to find an owner. Because, again, you're talking about billionaires as opposed to millionaires. From a financial standpoint, it's in their best interest to have somebody like Trump that will give them tax reform and, right, and right. tax breaks and, and they get to keep more of their money. And, and so see, that's I, the you part know, about with Trump, with those those owners and stuff, and that's what I was getting at earlier. When you have, when I was listening to you, they're voting for Trump, but they may not agree with what he's doing. But it helps their pocketbook. I you know, so there was a portion of those people, but uh, you know, unless you're making six figures and well into the six figures, his policies won't affect you anyway, for the most part, because these are the design. These are for the well, anyway. But that's that's in, but that's that's but, the but, but then that that's in the sports now because of what's happening and. Why we're so here? It, it, it's it's connected. So you you know when you I talk about it, it's it's intertwined. I, I will say this: I'm tremendously disappointed in how the real world has invaded sports, but it, it, you can't ignore it. You can't. And ignore I mean, it. I know there are a lot of people who will be turned off by this particular podcast because we did delve into those issues and didn't keep it strictly but it, sports. But, it, but it's real. So it, it's, it's real. It's, yeah. it's invasive. And these things going on, with, there's a rally here later on in in Houston. You hope there's no violence there. And I know the police do their best to prevent Where violence. Where's the rally? Uh, behind a, a, a monument that commemorates the, the Confederacy. And that's uh, that's in downtown Houston. That's happening today. So those are that's these are very dangerous times. So I'm, I, I make sure I'm at the house. If if you so choose, if you, you want to march, you know, I, I stay at the house. You gonna sit this one out? Marching, marching in the front door, going in the house. <laughs> well, with that, gonna take a time out. Come back on the other side with sports e balling or falling. And before I let go, you're tuned in to episode 29 of the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast on iTunes, TuneIn, and SoundCloud. It's <laughs> So outlandish. So bomb voyage to Atlantis. So 1982 bumping outstanding. When she come to Raleigh, she call me Uncle Charlie. Take it from the rear, I'm her gap bandit. Missed the plane on purpose, trying to act stranded. And talk about how she missed Tay. And it's way out of a league, but gotta leave. Cause she used all her sick days, yo. I know you probably used to dudes that lie a lot. Take you to the mall, trick some dough. They buy a lot, saying they taking you to a higher spot. But steady be getting they brows on like Chrome or Firefox. Looking for that next spring chicken. It's a hell of a life, but it really ain't living You a hell of a sight, but I really ain't tripping Cause it's a hell of a night If y'all feel it, sing with them, let's go hey. yes, Welcome back to Sports Talk with Devin Wade Podcast, episode 29 Thank you guys so much Let me start part two by saying thank you so much for your support For supporting the podcast And I'm excited, we're gonna do an event here in Houston It's gonna be a viewing 
party where we're going to watch a, a preseason game and get together and have a few libations and uh, see where that takes us. And uh, Colleen, I know you have seen me when I've had a few libations. Oh, man. I'm a, a, quite a fun guy. <laughs> I've, heard, I've heard your voicemails. They're crazy. Uh, yeah, well, I, yeah, I have some stories around uh, cast parties. Yes, it's uh, true. Yeah, I, I will put on one hell of a cast party. But but those things are coming up. We'll keep you informed on that through Facebook and other social media. And then maybe even in episode 30, we'll have an opportunity to give you a location where we'll be in Houston, Texas. But again, on iTunes, tune in SoundCloud. You can tweet me at Wade's Word. And of course, uh, Instagram, D Wade. Not, oh, no, 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 no. Yes, we have breaking a, news. Breaking news. We have a new Instagram page. It is Sports Talk with D Wade. Sports Talk with D Wade. Sports Talk with D Wade, uh, the uh, Instagram page. So, That's right. So we have you covered. The only thing I don't have is Snapchat. And I'm not on Tinder, but again, I'm not. No, that's for different reasons. That's for I'm not another on, show. Yeah, that's yeah. I think you age out of some of those things. I think you hit a certain age. You, you if you're on Tinder, that's kind of a sign of desperation. I don't know. I'll stay out of that one because I'm now nah, that's territory I'm not familiar with. But to start uh, part two of this podcast, getting away from the political, which I could stay on. I could do a whole political podcast, but we're gonna get into sports e this week in sports e entertainment all right jay-z the great hip-hop entrepreneur has put his support and money behind lavar ball hova has given ball his 100 support saying quote why wouldn't i support him he feels like he could move culture and his son has a big enough name and a big enough brand that they could do it nike had to start somewhere and Jay-Z has even backed up his words and bought three pairs of Ball's Zo 2 shoes. What do you think about that, kid? <laughs> you got Jigga involved? Jigga needs to stick to sink. <laughs> Big Ball but, brand. You huh? know, I, I've been back and forth with it. I mean, I get what he's saying. He's saying he's coming from nothing and he's going to turn it into something. I guess he just appreciates his entrepreneurial spirit. What else do you have for us? So, okay, have you been on vacation this uh, Well, kind of. A little bit. A little bit. All right, well, you and I, we need to get on Magic Johnson's floating mansion. His yacht is 73 meters long, has a movie theater, a gym, hot tub, helicopter pad for our helicopter, of course, and an elevator. He is enjoying the company of Samuel L. Jackson right now and isn't currently floating around the Almifi coast, which is in Italy. But chances are this ship is going to sail without us because it costs $700,000 a week. So he's renting a yacht for 700000 And he's been there for, what, two or three weeks now, right? Yeah, something like that, yeah. But if anybody has it, Magic, Magic has it like that. I'm upset. Why is it? He didn't call me. <laughs> hey, maybe. I, I wanted to go. Maybe you didn't answer the phone, man. Maybe that may you... have been that, that strange knob. I thought it was a bill collector. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, a big congrats to Derek Jeter and his wife, Hannah Davis, on the birth of their daughter, Bella Rain Jeter, on Thursday, August 17th. 43-year-old Jeter and his 27-year-old wife, Davis, got engaged in 2015 and married last year in Napa, California. So congrats on Bella. Yeah, so you buy a baseball team and now you have a baby. He's a, well, he's on a, a group by the Miami Marlins. So we talked about that a few podcasts ago. We'll see how that goes when it goes. With that, it's time for Ballin' or Ballin'. That's when we come up with three entities 
sports figures, coaches, players, events, and decide if they're balling or if they're falling. Subject number one, Kev, the Mayweather fight is a week away. We're a week away from the Mayweather fight. I'm, the buzz is just not there. They've tried all sorts of things to make this thing relevant. Uh, I'll ask you, but I, you can tell by my voice. Uh, but is the Mayweather fight balling or falling? Still balling. I think right now they're in, into the training part. Now they're trying you, to get you, you, it. Training just to, about done. They're trying to get that last little bit in right now <laughs> to get them over the hump. So I, I think it's still. I think it's still balling, so I, I think they're going to be all right. You're still ordering the fight, right? No, not at all. What? Uh, now you talk about boycotting. I'm boycotting that foolishness. In light of Charlottesville, you, I really don't want to spend no money on Floyd. Come on, uh, man. So, uh, so, no, I'll say it's, it's falling. I keep on falling. I don't, think, I don't think the buzz is there that they thought. They thought, he thought, I think Mayweather thought it would be a, a Pacquiao-type buzz, and there was so much more buzz. Think about it, a week away from the Pacquiao fight. The whole world was talking about that fight. Not so much this time. I think that they overplayed the MMA angle. I don't think the MMA is as popular as they thought. And I just don't think that the, the it's not a compelling. They have not been able to convince anybody that, that Conor McGregor has an opportunity to win this fight. So I think it's I think it's, it's definitely. chance. I mean, you got a chance. If you're a grown man walking in the swing with another man, you have a chance, but not much of one. So from that standpoint, you say balling, I say falling. The second thing, balling or falling, the chances that LeBron will be traded by Cleveland before the end of next season, is that all those chances balling or falling? And I bring this up, and I obviously I understand that LeBron has a, a, a no-trade clause. But I also know that it, it's a – a debacle what's going on up at Cleveland you have Kyrie who does not want to be there you have a team that clearly has not gotten any closer to winning the NBA championship as of now what do you do what do you do if you're Cleveland what are the chances of, of LeBron being traded is that balling or falling it's falling he, he's not going anywhere he, he, he is Cleveland. They're going to make that last run with him. Exciting as this conversation can be about the shakeup in the Eastern Conference, I do think that that's falling as well. But something has to happen. Say if you say you want to make that last run of the championship. Say if Kyrie and, and LeBron really just cannot play together and they find themselves in the middle of the pack struggling, losing a lot of games in December and heading into January before the All-Star break. What do you do? What do you do if you're Cleveland knowing that you're going to lose LeBron anyway? Do you go to him and say, hey, LeBron, please, man, look, do this last thing for Cleveland. Fall on the sword. Leave Cleveland and thank your fans. And by leaving us this way, you give the franchise something back. Now, he may want to say, if you believe the accounts, he may just want to screw Cleveland and be like, nope. And I'm still leaving. Well, he's still leaving. I know, but I'm saying what I mean. What that would be very, very generous of LeBron to say, "Hey, I'll let but you guys that, trade me for that." But what do you do? So you go through a whole miserable season because this thing could be. I think it's going to be really bad. I think they're going to lose games. I think the chemistry because everybody has one foot out of the door. Kyrie wants to be gone. LeBron is gone mentally. But, but see, Cleveland messed this thing up in the beginning. As far as that. They they did well because they wanted to get back to the championships and win one. But you know what you get when you get this guy. So I blame that on Dan Gilbert. They gave him too much power. They let him call all the shots. 
and now you're down to this last year and you want him to return and give you a favor is not happening. Now, Kyrie, on the other hand, I can understand where he's coming from. You know, he said, hey, look, this team was built for LeBron. It's not for me. You got all these spot-up shooters, J.R. Smith, Kyle Corbin. Okay, you know, so, 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 so let's, it's let's, not for me. So what do you do if, you, uh, if you're Cleveland? If you're Dan Gilbert, you don't – you if you want to hold on to any semblance of a team moving forward, if you know LeBron is going to go, you have a strong sense that he's leaving – then you have to keep Kyrie. Right. But how can you? How can they coexist? Are you just going to have a miserable kind of distressful year? You may the not. The owner doesn't care because his his deal is well, we want to so, win. But he's also paying so much in luxury taxes. He almost had to let one of those guys go anyway. Well, he no, he's not going to let him go. He's going to keep paying it because he you know next year LeBron's off the book. So therefore, but I'm saying no, I'm, I know that. But I'm saying so long term, they he's paying a lot of money. Yeah, in luxury he's been, he he takes the hit because he listened to LeBron because he he promised him. I'd get you the player, so he'd go over the luxury tax and take the hit every year. So what I don't, deal, you, I don't know that this thing can coexist. But I, I'm like you; I don't think that the I, right now the idea back. of trading LeBron is falling. Oh no! So finally, uh, with some of the struggles we've seen through at least a. a on average, game and a half of the preseason. Colin Kaepernick, but his chances of being signed this preseason, balling or falling? Falling, zero percent. I keep on falling. Not getting signed. Nowhere close. I'm going to say, ah, man, this is a tough one. Devin, it, it's you Because you be... see, okay, so now you see some things, movement starting to happen, people starting to get injured. I'm going to be optimistic because I want all of this to get better and go away. I'm gonna say no. Don't go is, with your heart. You gotta. You don't go with your heart, man. You got. You gotta be real on this. You got. You got millions of listeners out here. I. I just think. I think they'll find a way. I really think that somehow, somewhere he'll so be. So you're in a perfect world. No, it's not a perfect world, and it won't be a perfect world if he's in, employed or so not. So you, you, you're sitting here, and you're gonna tell your two co-hosts right here. That this man is gonna get signed within the next two weeks is what you say. It's consistent with what I said since January. I thought all along so that he would get. So sometimes you can change and and now go the right way. So you sitting here telling I'm, I'm us gonna, I, he's gonna be be signed in two weeks. We th- over think there. about this. Think about this. This is what we've seen this week. Just this week in okay. one game, we've seen now all of a sudden there's a quarterback controversy in Jacksonville. You, now, saw, you saw a quarterback get hurt the week before. But with Tannehill and with Cutler. Uh-huh. But how many how many times can that happen before you have to call this guy? It's it's going to happen. And there are going to be some teams in the next couple of weeks that have to make some really difficult decisions about the direction they're going in. I say with my bold prediction, I'm going to say he will. He will. Not get, get signed. signed. He, no, he, Will not get signed. Yeah, he'll get signed. You, I, I you think I'm gonna hold him. Not, what, what's that show? You are not the father. You <laughs> More Povich. He will not get signed. Yeah, I think he will. Devin, do you really believe that? I do. I, I've are always you thought that. With your heart, or no? Who? I mean, I think that unless he. I mean, again. I've never fully bought into 32 owners meeting with each other saying, we're not going to sign this guy. What I think is there's certain teams and certain guys that are just saying, like Bob McNeil would never sign him. Uh, other owners, Bob Kraft and those guys would never sign him. But again, we you, you can dissipate this thing quickly. When they would, when All you Bob, need is one. Hold on. Hold on, I'm gonna show you this here. Didn't Joe Flacco get hurt? But he'll be back. He's coming back. He's he'll be back before the end of the preseason. Flacco got hurt. They threw it out there. Did you see how that owner wiggled around all that? Right. But I mean, so he clears. But name. Flacco is not. Flacco be back. He's throwing now. Now you do have issues in Indianapolis, which again they're not gonna do it. 
And then in Carolina, Cam, I guess, will be ready. But, again, you have to look at the situation. It's, you really almost have to look at it team by team to see where he could possibly fit. I'm going to tell you something, and then we can get off of it if you want to. But we're on the podcast, so I can say what I want to say on here. Uh-huh. I don't, Go ahead. I have no restrictions. You mean to tell me you got a rascal sitting at home on the couch, ready to go into the booth and broadcast NFL game, and we're going to go sign you. And I listened to some shows this week, and they were saying – well, we don't know if he want to play football. We no, I said that. We, no, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've seen him this week where they were saying we don't know if he want to play football. We're not. There's not anything out there where he's showing he's working out and he's throwing balls. Jay Cutler either. So you know what that tells me? I don't. I, I mean, okay, I'm but but is, but, but again, you know, you know, and I know. Okay, we you talk a lot about you looking beyond the surface. But beyond the surface, Coach and Cutler had a, that, had a working that, relationship. That, that but no, no, no. That's hogwash. Okay, well, I'm that's just hogwash. telling you. I'm telling you, that's, that's – you, you're talking about a guy bringing up. in somebody. They, and I don't – they didn't publicize this. They didn't say it because of my relationship with him. Yes, they, they did. No. They said, well, Gase is relationship. And that's what and the media that, said. And that, no, that's what the reason for signing this guy and not signing Kaepernick. All the relationship he had. He knows the language. Okay. He knows if you want to be honest, if you want to be honest, if you want to be honest, I will be 100% honest here. I guess this is a segment for, uh, I just said that to make you mad, or I just had to make you mad. I just had to get you mad. I just had to make you mad when I would say this. If I had a choice, just uh, take social issues out of it. Social issues no. out of it. A healthy Jay Cutler or Colin Kaepernick, I would have taken Jay Cutler anyway. Before that, because he, what's the book on him? He has a big arm. He's kind of aloof. He, you know, he. Neither one of them are going to take you to the Super Bowl. Hold on. And, and I know now he took. I know he took the 49ers now to the Super stop. Bowl. Devin, this dude has played in the NFL. Everybody acts like he's a Hall of Famer. No, no, no. no I didn't. say I that. was not a Kaepernick fan from no, a from no, a no, standpoint no, no, no. of how he's played. Kaepernick. Jay Cutler's been in the league. Look this up, baby. On your on your on your, on your stuff here. Yeah. This dude been in the league eleven years. How many years he been in the playoffs? But again, oh, he no, played no, no, for no, no, he no. played for a horrible organization, no, just like. Kaepernick did once they got rid of Jim Harbaugh. Allow me to finish this, buddy. This dude been in the league 11 years. He didn't play all 11 with the Bears either. How many years he been in the playoffs? What, two? Out of 11? Right. This dude... Has been in the league less than that. How many times he's been? In, right. He finished this statement. I understand. He been went to the, he went to the NFC Championship. He went to a Super Bowl. So, all of that. But, but he also it. had Frank Gore. Let me no. Let allow me to finish this, okay. man. This dude has been in the playoffs. This dude kind of know what it takes to win. When you look at Jay Cutler, interception, the t- touchdown ratio, he's like a Ryan Leaf. When Ryan Leaf, nah, came he's out. not. No, no, no. He, Ryan no, Leaf. No, no, oh, no, he got no, a big arm. He has this. Yeah. He, Man, give me somebody. Well, that I, I will we'll look up, and, and again, there are a lot of things that go into winning. It really, there really are. Like I said, it's just a, it's a style so, preference. I'm not. I was never a Colin Kaepernick fan when they were going to the Super Bowl as a player. No, I'm not talking, about Devin, I, but Devin, I don't see. My thing is, I don't look at. Oh, I'm a fan here. You know what I look at is results. I'm, I'm looking at the bottom line. But if that's line. the case, then Tebow would be in the league if that going I by that. Tebow for cutting. <laughs> so there you have it. Uh, and we'll, we'll come up with some Cutler stats. But I'm just saying, from a football Cutler's standpoint, terrible. neither one of them I don't think are going to set the world on fire. It's not about that. The better choice. I got to make a choice here. Yeah. And this is the part I'm getting at. If I'm going to get a guy off the couch, and you, and people are talking about, well, Kaepernick hasn't 
said that he wants to play. We know by the body language, Cutler don't want to be out there. Well, I, <laughs> so man, so I'm gonna go get that. He, he damn so came out of that booth for 13 million. And, I tell you that. and, and you know what happened? His wife told him, "If you don't get out of this house, I'm gone." I don't believe that. <laughs> I mean, she's an a entertainer of some sort. I, anyway. I mean, look, again, men. look, I want Kyle Kaepernick in the league, and, and I you know, I think he deserves to be in the league, and I think that he's better than many, many of these guys. At the end of the he day. He can start for some teams. At the end of the day, you have to find a situation Devin, that's going to work. And this is you're not, okay, you're not going to start where you got a rookie quarterback. You're not going to start in Chicago. Not you're not going to start in, in L.A. We're not talking okay, about where, start. Where? This is my thing. And this is what I was going to. This is what the owner. They're sending the message, man. Okay. If and a lot of people believe that. They're sending the message. Go get this person. They can sugarcoat it any kind of way they want. Them dudes up there that's writing the checks, they're sending the message. Well, we'll see. We're going to stop. We're we, going we 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 to cut see. this out before it start. And, and that's it, what they're doing. Eddie Robinson said he didn't think he'd ever play again. I uh, told I don't, you that, too. I told he wouldn't take a snap. Yeah, I think I'm. I remain optimistic, but they'll go get you before him. Well, that will. I will take the job. I tell you what, <laughs> I sure will. If you're looking, I'm. Le- I'm a lefty. Football reasons will interject themselves at some point, and let's hope that the pressure by all the people making noise and boycotting about this issue will help him get a job. I, I really hope he does. I really hope he does. Well, you know uh, what? Keep uh, hoping. Yeah, well, keep it, hope alive. And if it, if 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 he's not, I'm. A, I'll call it what it is. That's I really I'm will. Calling it like it is now. I'm. I because I know because again, I'm, I'm calling it like the, it is the, now. I know that certain teams would never have him. I do know that. I know one I, is here. One is in Houston. Well, yeah, for sure, no doubt. So we'll we'll have to see about the others. So. Uh, that's it for balling or falling wild. That went in the direction I didn't plan. I'm sure I get some some a lot of blowback from my opinions on on, on that decision. Uh, we'll see. It'll, it's an interesting time, an interesting week. So we'll see how that plays out. That brings me to before I let go. Before I let go, before I, I want to remind you guys. I'm going to do fantasy football. Yeah, I can never get you on the technology I'm not, aspect. I'm not big on fantasy yeah, you football. Don't all the buttons. I'm, and and the, then the, every, the year I played, I finished last. Yeah, because you didn't pay attention. You didn't. You didn't man, participate. I, yes, I did. <laughs> man, I went there and picked players. I'm like, hold on, man. I'm not a loser. I keep telling you, everybody want to be associated with a winner. <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm a lo- look, I don't like to lose. Look, you don't. The technology part. You wouldn't even go change your lineup. You didn't know. You had guys in your starting lineup that were injured for the year. You, you, <laughs> no, you, you, you were doing like you just weren't involved. If you want to get involved, hit me up on the Sports Talk with Devin Wade group page or fan page. To let me know if uh, you'll do fantasy. Kalina, would you do fantasy football this year? Uh, no, and here's why. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't follow it and like the stats and stuff enough to play competitively. I okay. want to play competitively. However, if you did start to compete, now this is a person you will sit there and play Dungeons and Dragons. Hold and on. She's a gamer, a tabletop on. gamer. Is that what they call it? Yes. Yes, I am a tabletop gamer. So, yes, Dungeons and Dragons is a role-playing game. I know you want some of the games that you play. This is this is a plug for for Euro uh, analytical tabletop games: Dominion, Splendor, Battlestar Galactica. What are you doing in Splendor? Um, that is actually a resource building game. What does that mean? A resource. <laughs> it is so hard to explain. It, you just go look it up on Amazon. What was the person you named? Dominion? Dominion. 
That Dominion. Is, yes, that yeah. is a deck building game. A deck building game. Yes. Meaning, tell me a little bit more, please. Oh, okay, so you are trying to get as many victory points so you can win the game, and you have certain amount of cards in your hand to start off with. Some money. Some um, action cards that would help you get more money so that you can buy more victory points. Okay. Yeah. See? So, but you won't do fantasy football. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Look, go tweet him and and say something about this man. But anyway, for those of you who are interested, we're going to do a sports talk with Devin Wade Fantasy League. So hit me up on Facebook on the Sports Talk with Devin Wade page and group, or you can tweet me, and we'll make sure you get involved. Also, the podcast viewing party. We're going to have some gear here at some point, too. And the, the new, brand new, brand new Instagram page. Yes, please follow us on Instagram. I will be updating uh, um, very often. It's Sports Talk with D. Wade. Sports Talk with D. Wade. Hey, want to thank you guys, and thank you for sharing and in uh, hanging out with us, even when you don't agree with us. Because sometimes you're the bad guy. I suspect this week I'm the bad guy on, on the podcast. You're always the bad guy, <laughs> but for some reason you shifted and make it like it's me, and I I catch all the grief all week. Hey, tell people how they can reach you on Facebook. They oh, can, no, on, on Instagram, actually. They can reach you on Instagram. No, <laughs> but I'm not on Instagram. On Twitter. On, on Twitter. Twitter, at Allen, Allen Run 10. That's at Allen, Allen Run 10. There we go. Hey, thanks so much for listening. This has been the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast on iTunes, TuneIn, and SoundCloud. And as always, have a great day.